Sorry, there's no intro this time. Okay, anyways. Hello guys, everybody, hello, hello. Uh, this is uh, Squab Artillery. This is my podcast. I want to say welcome to everybody. Um, I say welcome everybody to my uh, channel. There wasn't really anything set that I really wanted to um, talk about. But I do want to talk about sex trafficking. I do want to talk about... Uh, pedophilia. I do want to talk about uh, Eminem and his death that there that that people were saying. Anyway, so let's go. Let's touch bases on the Illuminati. The Illuminati. Um, the Illuminati was created in 18 something. Sorry if I'm not getting my history right, but it was like, it created 18 something. And uh, there was a. Uh, Right, 18 something people and you know it was something that was created so people so people in higher power can be even more powerful than what they are you know use satan for his power so they can be even more powerful and even more successful than ever and that's what it that's what the garden of eden did you know when um when he tuned when he tuned in the music and he made the music sound a, lot, sound a lot better in the Bible when he did that. Anyway, so Satan has had his hands on music for a while, a century, since like Jesus walked this earth. And he made some of the most beautiful melody you could ever hear, and that's what he does even now. He he takes music and he uses it for his power and mocks God for. And that's why there's a lot of deals that people want to have. You know, that's why people want to take it because the, the money is evil. When you take that money, you're mentally draining yourself because you're becoming a slave to our government. And they're treating you like a sex slave. And they treat you like that when you become a, you know, they train you like that when you become a child. When you're when you're a child, they'll, they want young people. They want young people because they want to, they want to be able to have their hands all over the young people's bodies and they trick you with the money they tell you hey um they tell you hey you know it goes back to the crossroads you know when you meet at the crossroads you know there's a song about that but um they tell you about um how those they sacrifice kids for their blood and they sacrifice they sacrifice kids for their blood and they sacrifice people um yeah, they just sacrifice them, and, and, and it's wrong, and they do it all behind closed doors, they, they sacrifice children, they, they kill people, they go and pick up born, uh, people from, like, third world countries, and they sell them off for sex slaves, slaves, and it's something that shouldn't even ever be done, and that's something that's hidden behind closed doors, what people don't understand, is that our music is not the root of good, it's the root of evil, when people say, when people say that, when people say that, oh man, this levy's doing great, in reality, they're sad, this is why a lot of rich people are sad, because they don't have a good life, all that money, that money is being, that money is being lied about, these rappers saying that they went and shot up a place, they went and did this, and they went and did that to get what they wanted, that's, that's a lie. That is an old school joke that they lied about. If it was ever true, 
then I mean I know it actually happened, but if that was actually true and that was actually how how they got what they got because of all that, that's it, it's a lie. It's definitely a lie, and that that's that's definitely truth. Like, that's got to be a lie. Anyway, so um, let's go back to the Illuminati. So, Illuminati can ha- can is everywhere. It's everywhere. They they hack into our cameras. They hack into our computer systems. They hack into our phones. No, they watch us on an everyday basis, and we don't even like recognize. We don't even give it. You know, we don't even. Now, when a celebrity says they sold the soul of the devil, it's like we don't even pay attention to that. We just move on. Like, oh man, he sold the soul of the devil. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, 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 good job, good job. And it's like we're like blindly walking, and we don't know what exactly we're doing because we're just blindly walking, listening to every single messages that we hear. On different platforms and we're taking it to heart as in we're worshiping this these people as idols idols as oh oh this person did a good job did something good for this person but in reality they're doing it so they can look good and it's not about looking good it's about the right hand of the father how he how he judges you you know it, it's about him not about that and we are one united so we should all stand together as one we should all all definitely talk all this out we should all definitely um do the things that we should that we uh, should be doing you know we should be sitting together as one that's exactly what we should be doing but in reality we're really split we're more split apart than ever we are more split apart than ever and that is really sad that we are split apart and unity united to me we should all stand together all stand together as one. We should all stand for one thing and one thing only. But in reality, we're not even standing for everything. People are standing for different standards. People want to bash everybody. People want to sit there and yell at everybody because of this, because of that. Oh, well, you're hating on my celebrity. Well, on my favorite celebrity. Well, you know what? Good. Let us let let them hate on the celebrity. You know, don't sit there and bash them. Don't they? They got the rights to their opinions. Don't bash them because of what they're saying. You know, they're it's their opinion. Let people be entitled to their own opinion and leave it alone. Just because you're stuck up their butt don't mean that you've got to be all up on everyone else's butt for talking about them in a negative way. It just means they're just not on them. They're just not into them. So that should be their opinion. That should be their opinion. I'm not even for sure what to call this podcast, to be honest. Um, anyway, so Donald, let's see, like, I, I got something today, something about Donald Trump, he said, something about a state robber, let's see, let's see what the breaking news says, let's go to breaking news, and let's see what the breaking news says, so Donald Trump, give me one second, let me, let me bring, let me bring up an article real quick that I can read to you guys, so y'all are not bored with me, okay, Anyways, let's go ahead and search something. I'm gonna read something, and we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. My guest was supposed to be here, but it's made it a lot more awkward. But um, anyways, like Illuminati is about selling your soul. It's about the fame. It's about the fortune, and if you can, and whoever can, you know, and giving your soul up and having like black eyes, looking creatures, and forming into, you know, I don't know, into ident. I mean, like, ugh, weird identities. Like, it's crazy. It is crazy.
saying that oh like some are sold the devil but no one really pays attention no one pays attention to the symbolism signs that are in the music so many signs that people don't pay attention to so many signs the pandemic what it's doing to colleges let's see what it's doing to colleges let's see what this pandemic is doing in colleges let's see what this is doing in colleges okay let's go and read an article america's college towns are facing an economic reckoning this sounds pretty cool Communities that rely on student spending and higher education jobs are struggling with official woes and COVID-19 fears. Sorry about that. COVID-19 fears as the school year begins. Now, there's a lot of fears going on before the school year ends. Curtis, Curtis Shulman is the director of operations for Hotel State College. A hospitality restaurants and State College, Pennsylvania, home to Penn State's University Park campus. The town depends heavily on the 45,000 student campus, largest of Penn, of Penn State's 24 outposts. We, mo- we make 20 of our revenue just from football weekends, said Shulman. About 60% of the remaining revenue we make during the school year. But Penn State students were sent home back in March when the coronavirus arrived and lockdown orders forced school schoolmen to shutter to sorry, to shutter watering holes like the corner rooms a local staple since 1926 we had 250 employees and laid everyone off except the two people said showman the group restaurants partially responded or partially reopened excuse me partially reopened sorry in june but are currently operating at only 25 percent capacity as as COVID-19 cases surged over the summer. It's not it's not yet clear if the if they start if the start of the school year will offer any better news for State College or for Central County, where the university is a Single, singular, domaining economic force. About a third of the residents, about a third of the residents in the state college metro area of Penn State students, assure that ranks second only 
to Intaka, Intaka, New York. Among metro, on metro is between one million and a hundred thousand people. The region's nickname, region's nickname, Happy Valley, was coined during the Great Depression. Local lore says because Penn State represents kept the worst effects of the cash of the cash at bay. Currently, Penn State is proceeding with plans to offer face-to-face teaching with a variety of hy- hybrid and online learning options. Returning students have been asked to sign up coronavi- coronavirus revisiting its terms. Or, oops, sorry. Coronavirus liability liability waiver though the university is revist, revisiting its terms but there will be no football weekend in 2020 in, in uh, 2020 in mid August the Big Ten conference announced that it would cancel the season oh, cancel the season that is that is so bad if it's gonna cancel the season oh my gosh if it's gonna cancel the dang season of football like you know how many football fans are out there, like, you know how many football fans are out there that wants to have a little bit of round up, you know, wants to be round up, wants to sit there at their, at the restaurant and eat and, and, you know, I remember, I remember, you know, I, I remember when, when I was in my younger teens, I was like 15, 16 years old, my dad would always take us to to a restaurant, we'd all sit down, we'd all watch it from our table. It used to be a family thing, but now everybody wants to go to a restaurant and watch it from the restaurant. Want to go out to eat and then watch it on the big screen TV at the restaurants, or y'all want to, you know, like it, it's changed. It's really changed. That's really changed a lot in our in our generation. Like, there's not a lot of family time because of our our technology that's taken over and distractions that's distracting us and we are just like we're just falling man we are we are a fallen world and the fact that we are like just it's just crazy it's just very crazy to really think about the fact that we literally are not having any type of feeling time like it's like oh well here's your food you can, you can go you can go eat it wherever like there's not a lot of family quality family time that we really spend together and you know, we don't even go, we don't eat at the same table together, we don't even watch movies together anymore, like, we used to, like, where is the family time, where is the unity, and we all supposed to stick together, and we all supposed to stand together, and we all supposed to be watching this stuff together, and we all supposed to be treating each other like family, like, come on now, where the heck is the unity, United States, United States, unity, unity stands for one, where is that stand for at, I get it, it goes back to when, when the war stood for us, but, why can't it be unity now? Why can't people in general be like, okay, let's all stand together and let's all be on the same page. Let's all help each other up. But no, it's not about that. It's about, oh, I'm for myself. Oh, I'm for myself. I don't know you. I don't know you. Oh, I'm for myself. I don't like you. I don't like you. And you don't, man, I got no reason not to like somebody. You're just for yourself. And you ain't got no reason to even be for yourself. Just be nice and caring and loving and love and love and love and love. Because that's what God said. He said, love all people. Love yourself and love people as well. Don't treat someone as if you don't know them. Treat them as if you do know them. That's the way to show your heart. That's the way to get people to be around you. Treat them as if you know them. And they will love you for who you are. And they will want to be around you. Even when you even help them out with the 
problem. It will help. It will help them out a lot. It will help them out a lot. It will give them something to remember, and they will want to be around you. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm ranting this point. Um. Anyway, so we are. Okay, let, let's continue. We are a city of 42,000 and two thirds of our residents are students. Said inter, interim interim Mayor Ronald Philip Philippelli. At a congress, congressional, congressional staff briefing hosted by the National League of Cities on July, er, yeah, on July 20, to discuss how the pandemic has affected the economy, ec- economic, nom, economies, economies, economies. I'm sorry, y'all are probably laughing. I get, it, I can't, I can't. Ec- ec- economies of college and university towns, the absence college and university, okay, the absence of students since March has been crippling to our crop, or to our city, I can't read that, I'm so tired, I'm so busy, according to the, according to the latest survey, from the Chronicle of Higher Education, only about 23 of, of U.S. colleges and university, universities still plan on holding all or primarily in-person class this fall, while 15% would offer a hybrid of online and in-person instruction for the rest of the fall semester instructions. Uh, uh, so I can't read. Sorry. Primarily, okay. All or primarily... All semesters will be all or primarily virtual. Those, those plans, those plans summer as local and state guidance and coronavirus cases counts shifted, counts shifted. The pearl, the the pearls, the pearls of the pearls of bringing. Students back to campus have already been vividly illustrated by the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, where multiple clusters of COVID-19 outbreaks brought a swift end to the university plans for in-person instructions. See, this is how bad. This is how bad this whole coronavirus thing is going on. Man. This is how bad this is getting. That people are not doing what they're supposed to be. Meanwhile, the fate of local businesses that depend on student dollars remains unclear. Many of the towns and cities that host the more than 4,000 colleges and universities in the U.S. are built on a seasonal model, earning the bulk of their revenue between August and May. When school is in session, all of all of that changed last spring, leaving local leaders and residents with a difficult dilemma. Dilemma. They they fear the virus risks that re- that that returning students brings or bring and the ec- economic devastation that awaits without the cash they spend. 
toxic people. It's toxic people, man. I think that's what they're saying. It's toxic people. It's toxic people. Hardcore. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Let me uh, do something real quick. Sorry. It's hot up in this room. The reason why I'm in this room is because it's loud in the other room. And I don't want like all that background noise. Hold on. Give me one second. Let me plug my phone in. Let me go ahead and get back to this guy. I really don't want to be... I want to get on camera real quick. get back I'll get to that as soon as possible <sighs> I'm busy man I'm a busy busy person at the NLC briefing mayors and city managers from college towns in Iowa Ohio North Carolina and Missouri hey shout out to Missouri I live in Missouri the state of Missouri shout out to Missouri Missouri shared similar stories of financial pain in hopes of convincing the federal lawmakers to provide 500 billion in the direct flexible fund to help college towns fend off official Ooh, 500 billion dollars oh my gosh that is a lot there's a lot Oh my gosh. $500 billion. That's almost a trillion. Like, why are we so expensive here in America? Oh my gosh. What is wrong? What is wrong with you guys in America? Oh my gosh. Why are y'all so expensive, boy? Direct flexible funds to help college towns spend official collapse. The crisis that university towns... Face is just one facet of a looming of a looming economic cast catastrophe catastrophe for America's cities. Over the next three years, U.S. that knows what that what that word is please like somehow like DM me on Instagram if y'all have my Instagram I'll tell y'all my Instagram after this and my stuff so if y'all like want to follow me on those social media platforms I'll give it to you after this after this podcast okay anyways could suffer a 360 billion loss the NLC estimates Pennsylvania's towns and cities stand to be among worst, worst hit according to the NLC with overall revenue losses topping 40%. 40%. Is that crazy? 40% guys, 40%. And in, in Ames, Iowa, and in Iowa, the home of Iowa State University is posting 9.1 million shortfall for the 2019 to 20 
facial year due to COVID response. You know how much money they're spending right now? That's a lot of money. Like, who's gonna have that money to spend? Like, they're taxing us big. Taxing us our dollars big, taking our money. That's why they're taking so much of our money. Because of COVID-19, we're paying for everything name. Oh my gosh. Local hotel. Local. hotels have already lost 8.9 million in revenue since March and two hotels have closed said Gloria Betcher and okay Gloria Betcher and Ames City Council member and chair of the NLC's University Communities Council in Athens Ohio Mayor Steve Patterson reports that his town has also been hurting since Ohio University students were sent were sent home. He said, "Residents are struggling to pay water bills, but we will need to maintain the system. The retail sector was built around catering catering to a student population. Truly, we don't know what the fall will look like." If, Even for those, even for those towns whose colleges are opening or in person, teaching the pandemic stands to radically change daily life. Extracurricular activities like supporting events, concerts, frat, fraternity, and sorority sor- sorority parties, concert concert concerts. Fraternity. Okay, I already did that. Parties and other school gatherings are are canceled or on hold. Dining halls have shuttered. Dorms have strict new restrictions. The 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 accommodate density measures and lower the risk of roommate transmission. Transmission. Um, renting hotel rooms. For students with many classes, virtual and the the attraction of camp of campus life of limits. It's harder to get students interested in returning. Local leaders said during the NLC meeting. Ooh, they're shutting everything down. Yeah, they are shutting everything down. They are shutting everything down. Gosh, this pandemic is really, it's really getting in the way. The, co- the, the college town is particularly, particularly bitter because prior, because prior to the pandemic, many of the city leaders noted their econ- the economies were on an, up, an upswing. In 2019, higher, 2019, higher ed dominated cities were projected to see 11% increase in employment, according to a to a McKinsey and company report. Now that job, now that job's picture is far darker as as, co, as co, COVID staggered. There staggered. Schools are instead shedding jobs. shedding jobs. The Chronicle of Higher Education reported data co- collected by the Labor Department in May that found. 
the number of people employed in higher education dropped 19 to 19,200 between February and March. Oh, you know, oh my gosh. Look, look at this, what this pandemic is doing, guys. It's killing things. It's putting people behind. It's making people feel down about themselves. Man, this pandemic, you know, people in, you know, I don't know. It's just, this whole pandemic is scary, man. It's scary. And who knows what's going to happen with the vaccines that they're going to give us. Ooh. Our university is the main employer in North Central Pennsylvania said that colleges Philip Philippelli it not only employs locally but four or five co- counties surrounding us to to rescue its budget state college state college is state college is halting major capital projects improvements to infrat infrastructure infrastructure waste management and historic district restoration restoration have been put have been put on hold and put on hold public transportation demand has plumbed along with ridership revenue in a in a bid to help downtown businesses the program, which has resulted in about 750,000 in losses, we have a 200 million debt bond payment due in the fall," said Philip Belly. "Oh my gosh, the coronavirus! The coronavirus delivered another less obvious blow to Ames. To uh, Ames Butcher Express left in March just expressed fears of a census undercount." Since students left in March, just as U.S. Census ballots arrived, Ames spent over 400000 to obtain an accurate tracks lag behind the rest of the community, showing under 50% of residents are reporting, she said. The, the loss of international students, a, a major source of revenue for many U.S. colleges, and universe and university or universities represent a particular brutal loss for schools and the towns they support. Following efforts by the Trump administration to revoke foreign student visas, if those students plan to take all online classes, dozens of schools sued. The executive order was rescinded but new guidelines from the u.s immigrant immigration department say this rule will still apply to new incoming international students a july report from the institute for international education found that half of u.s colleges received fewer applications from international students and a report from the National Foundation for American Policy warns that international enrollment could stop 63% to 98% from 2018 to 19 levels to 19 levels as students avoid US schools. Oh my gosh. 
So they're avoiding schools because of so the United States is trying to avoid schools. They're trying to avoid schools to to dumb down this pan to dumb down this this virus that's going around. They don't want they don't want this virus to kill off everybody. They don't want everybody to catch this virus. So they're they're trying to kill off schools. They're trying to do everything they can to, to keep people at their houses where they're not gonna get this coronavirus. With more than 8,000 international students enrolled at Penn State, the residents of State College will feel their absence acutely. The international students that went home can't come back. That is a that is a big part of spending in a college town," said Gio Burglar, 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 owner of Appalachian. Apollochian Outdoors. Alright, we are almost done with this. Burglar, who, Burglar, who is also a Penn State, Penn State parent, so sales for camping and, sales for camping and other outdoors related activities have picked up, have picked up over the summer, but apparel sales have gone down. He like other small local biz. He like uh other other like he. Okay, hold on. He like other small, other small local business businesses has had to do more with less in terms of store operations. The store which opened in 1974 qualified for the for an economic injury disaster loan from. The Small Business Administration and also received PPP funding. If if we didn't have that, if we didn't have that, things will be really different. He said that money has kept us going. Further federal small businesses relief is un- uncertain. However, however, so it's going to be up to the students. To keep happy, to keep Happy Valley in business, if if they don't get if they don't get sent home early on that front, anxiety is rising. One Penn State fraternity fraternity has already been suspended for hosting a, ma- a maskless social. The Century Daily Times reports as at many other colleges, large gatherings of partying students have. Raise outbreak fears among community com- members. Yeah, there is a lot. There is a lot of parties that's going on. A lot of people that is doing a lot of parties. And a lot of people are just not wanting to listen. They're not wanting to listen. They're not wanting to listen. That's the thing that people are scared about is, is everyone going to die? You know what I'm saying? As U.S. schools, we open to debates about outdoor classes and learning pot and learning pods. One of the most pressing questions on many teachers and families' minds has not gotten has not gotten its due. How do we get from home to classroom safely? That's the thing. You don't know if it's right, you don't know if it's wrong, you don't know if you're supposed to. You don't know what is gonna happen if you you know start going back to school. You don't know what's gonna happen 
if they start changing things up you know you never really know and that is the exact thing that people are really worried about like what is it that's gonna happen because it's like it's like a fear it's like a fear it's like man what is this person gonna do what is what is um what is this virus gonna do is it gonna get my child sick if they go who's got the virus to school who Who's spreading that virus? Who's got it? You know, who's gonna send? Who's gonna be dumb enough to send their child to a school with the virus and not even say that they were sent there? You know, so like, you can't really trust anybody. You gotta stick around your family, man. You you can't you can't trust nobody in these times. You never know who's got that virus and who and who's able to catch it easier. I mean, I'm I'm not catching no virus. I'm not around anybody. I'm always I'm always busy. I, I work I work all the time. I am liable the time. I got another podcast tomorrow coming up. So I mean I work indoors, man. This is what I do. This is what I do myself. I always work indoors. Earlier this summer on a Zoom meeting for planning for planning in person class at my kid Brooklyn Elementary School that other concern hovered in the background. One teacher spoke of the three trains. She has to take each day on her hour long 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 commute she depended on her septuagenarian generin i can't even say that word generin oh. parents for child care <laughs> and would need to lean on them more once once school started you know, the morning school started. But with the commute like hers, she said, her voice cracking with emotion, the ima- she imagined, she said, hold on. She said her voice cracking with emotion, she, ima- she imagined it was only a matter of time before She'd expose them to the virus. There was silence for a moment. But it wasn't long before the meeting refocused on the task at hand. The one which we had a bit more control over. Figuring out what happens inside the school building. In my city, Maryville de Blasio has encouraged families to simply drive to school an uninspired suggestion that many represent say represents say okay, that many presents say it's tone it's tone deaf it's that say is tone deaf in New York City. Where most households don't own cars, not to mention a recipe for increased pollution and congested that could become and congested that could become a logistical and environmental environmental nightmare if widely adopted. The issue of school transportation looms large 
not only not only in large cities like New York where many kids normally rely on public transit to get to school all across the US school buses the nation's the nation's largest single form of mass transportation are are expected to operate at 50% capacity or less to allow for social distancing per CDC guidelines potentially leaving many kids without seats on the bus <sighs> I'm just reading guys I can't man oh Transportation is discussed by public officials. It's often as a reason not to do in-person learning at all. Philadelphia District Chief, District Chief of Schools, Evelyn Nunes, called trying to get kids to to in from schools and reduce school bus capacity challenging, if not impossible. Or if not impossible, before joining several other school districts and scrapping plans for in-person learning until November. But what about those of us who are or will make the journey at schools at some point during the pandemic? Well, let's see. There's a question at hand. a question at hand okay we're going to do that research does come with Kavits writers in Japan and Paris can consistently war recommendations and road in relative silence all factors that might limit COVID COVID spread we don't Necessary. We don't necessarily know what happens in other contexts, but as when a flood of kids with less predictable behaviors cram into cars, increasing crowds, and carrying with them an American resistance to mask wearing. Mike Lydon, Mike Lydon, a principal at urban planning firm Street Plans, <laughs> says. Cities need to get a much better understanding of how safe local public transportation is and if and if deemed safe, create messaging around that. Create it. Create use your use your phones. Like use use your phones. Use your mind. Think. Okay, what can I do other than talk? Let's use our phones to talk. Let's do this social distancing thing and let's stop hanging around people let's stop getting ourselves sick and let's stop killing off the population just by hanging around all these people and getting ourselves sick like people are dying because of this like people need to learn 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 a lot of black people are dead san francisco has already taken measures to help with the perceived and real risks of public of public transit 
starting in September, rails that previously zipped underground with ducts above above ground and connect uh, connected shuttles to avoid crowded pla platforms beneath the streets with poor ventilate ventilation. As as we emerge from shelter in place, it's imper imperative 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 that we that we take the opportunity to prove our rail service so that we can deliver people at, uh, to people to and ser to and service so that we can deliver people to and from school and work reliably a city press release explained the city created de dedicated emergency busways streets uh, uh, street lanes closed to private cars to make commute times faster and more robust for essential workers. Oh my gosh. And I think I'm going to stop there, actually. I feel like there's too much. Yeah, I'm going to stop there. So, anyways, that that is that is the topic. So yeah, this COVID-19 stuff, man, this COVID-19, let me just tell you, this COVID-19 is definitely something to really think about. This COVID-19 is something that people need to start taking serious because I feel like a lot of people are not taking this pandemic serious and they are literally, they are literally out without a mask. They're not taking it serious and that's why we have so many cases right now as it is. That's why, you know, that's why there's so much sickness is going on. That's why there's so many people dying. Like, the black community, we are dying. We're dying off. There's not many of us out there because of all the enslavement that happened a long, 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 long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get what I'm saying, guys? Like, like that's something that people just need to look onto and people need to realize that, hey, we need to realize that we need to wear the mask. We need to stand up for each other. We need to help each other out. Hey, hey, bro, you ain't got your mask on, bro. What are you doing? Put that mask on. Come on, dude. Come on, put that mask on. Before you get yourself today. Like, we need to stand together. We need to help each other out. The United States is more divided than ever. And that's the truth. That's the cold, dead truth right there. But anyways, I'm going to leave off on that. My name is Paul Artillery. Some people call me Steve. You call me Steve. But anyways, I hope everyone has a nice day, night, morning, wherever you guys are listening to this at, whatever platform that you guys are listening to this on, I hope you guys are having a nice day, and I want to thank everybody for all the replays that I've been getting on my stuff, and, and I want to thank, I want to thank, uh, this app here for, for branching me off on other platforms so other people can listen to me, There's, my name is Swalvo Tillery, and I am going to go off of air, I'm going off, I'm going off, going off, so... If you're listening to this in the morning time when you're going to work, well, I hope you are, I hope, I hope you get home safely, I pray, I pray for you every day, and yeah, anyways, I am out, I'll talk to everybody later, P-P-P-P-P and peace, <laughs> sorry, peace out, hey.
Alright. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. So we got a story today, guys. Um, sorry that there wasn't any, uh, intro. <laughs> really wasn't any intro this time. Usually I have, an in have intros. <laughs> anyway, so, this is about a shark, a woman, and a man. Let's read this real quick so everybody can get a idea of what's going on. Okay. Here we go. New York City woman killed by a great white shark while swimming off main coast officials said. This story is called The Great White or Great White Shark. This story is called Great White Shark. Okay. Anyways, here we go. The woman killed on Monday in Maine's First ever fatal shark attack has been identified, officials said. Today, I have the sad duty, I have the sad duty of confirming that <laughs> Julie Demprio Halowatch, 63 of New York City, died yesterday as a result of a shark attack while swimming near Bailey Island. Patrick Keither, Commissioner, Commissioner of the Maine Department of Marine Resources, DMR, said in a statement. He said this in a statement. Hello, hello, watch, hello, watch, and her family own a property in Harpswell, or Harpswell, Harpswell, and visit every summer for four to five months. Officials said the small coastal town is known for its large sea coast and hundreds of small <coughs> islands just boat right away. The Hello Wedges <coughs> are well known in the tight knit community according to Marine Patrol Major Rob Real. So I'm just reading what uh, I'm reading what that says up there about it first. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you about this. Okay. On Monday, Hello Watch wearing a, a wetsuit was swimming 20 yards offshore of Bailey Island with her daughter when. She was attacked. DMR said at, at a news conference on Tuesday her daughter was in was uninjured and able and able to swim to uh, able to swim to safe to safety. The agent said the agent said kayakers in the area brought Hollowatch back to the shore and called for emergency services. DMR said on Monday. She was pronounced dead at the scene. 
Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on, so Sirius pronounced dead at the scene? Hold on, okay, okay, hold on. So Sirius pronounced dead at the scene. <laughs> so Sirius pronounced dead at the scene. Man, let's see what happened. Let's see what happened. Let's see what happens. Let's see how she was dead to see. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. In the face of that type of situation, the fact that they were able to kayak in that area and bring the body back to shore. Wait, there was a body? There was a body? What? Wait a second, so there's a body on the shore. Okay, back to okay, back to the shore was nothing more than miraculous Kellier Kellier said he or we sincerely thank him. Her death is the first known fatal shark attack in Maine history. He said there has been only one other reported shark attack in this state. According to the according to the database of shark attacks, that attack happened in two thousand ten according to CNN. So hold on. So something similar happened. Something similar like this happened. So something similar like this happened, right? This is crazy. This is so crazy. Like hold on. Hold on, so that's crazy. Is she, are they are they been saying that she survived? Did she survive this attack? Did she? I have no clue. Anyways, when a commercial driver working the bay of Fun Day was attacked by a poor beagle shark, the diver was uninjured and captured. The incident on video officials believe the shark thought the, the diver's camera was food. According to CBC. Okay. So, I want to start somewhere here. So, I want to start a conversation. So, do you think, do you really think, do you seriously think that this whole shark thing was a conspiracy theory? Do you think that this was something like, do you think like this was something like, you know, I'm saying like, um, do you think that this was something like, Bait? Like, was it food? Or do you think that it was an actual camera? Because, I don't know. I mean, I can be skeptical skeptical about some things. But this, I, can't, I, I don't know if I, I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of things out there that twists and turns and turns things into whatever they want to turn it into. But let's just think, but let's think logically. So hold on. Could it be food? Or did he actually survive? I mean, I believe in miracles. I don't know about y'all, but... Pfft, in the pie, Jesus Christ, I believe that there are miracles. 
Anyways, let's go back to this. Anyways, I think, what I think is, I think it was bait. I think it had to be bait. Because how, because how else would the shark, you know what I'm saying? Like, the shark, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like the, I feel like it's actual camera. I feel like it's real. I feel like it's real. I don't feel like that, that was real. I feel like that, that was possible. I know people are skeptical about that situation, but I think it's possible. Okay. Identifying the shark. Here we go. The shark, the shark that killed Hallowatch was a great white shark. Kellier said a fragment of a tooth was able to help scientists positively identify the species. These sharks are common in Maine waters this time of year, but sightings are relatively are relatively rare, according to the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. Um, white shark have been. Give me a second. Hold on. White sharks has uh, white sharks have long have long been known to be seasonal in inhabitants of the Gulf of Maine and they have been observed pe- preying on preying on seals and uh porpoises porpoises and Maine's coastal waters the Atlantic white shark Conservancy said in a statement posted on Facebook sightings. Data uh, Facebook science data catch records and taggings or tagging data indicate white sharks occur in the region from the early summer through the fall. Um, the main Marine Patrol surveyed the area by boat and aired on Tuesday, but didn't observe any sharks in the area. This is what Bill said at the conference. It is is tragic, but also an an isolation incident. We are trying to work our way through that the state never seen, Bill said. Ooh. Hold the phone. Hold on. Is he basically he's not believing all of this? Is he not believing it? Like, didn't they get it, like, on camera? Like, how can you not believe something that was on camera? Like, what's going on here? At first, it's emphasized, emphasized not, uh, not to swim up, not to swim or paddle around schooling fish or seals since they are praying for sharks. Increased patrolling will continue in the area and if anyone spots a shark, they are encouraged to call the local marine patrol officer, Beal said. So what is the officer going to do? Catch it and kill it? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So. Hold on. 
So what exactly is this? Why so, is it? Are they gonna do this? Are they gonna catch it? Kill it? Are they gonna catch it? Do some, uh, you know, experiment on it. Like let me, like let's see what's gonna happen. Let's see what's gonna happen. Like maybe we can start a conversation about it. You know. Anyways, let's go to this. Dean, I will continue to investigate this attack. Keller, Keller, uh, Keller said he is working. He is working in conjunction with Gregory Scomol, a senior scientist with the Massachusetts Department of Marine Fisheries. Keller added that Scomol will be reviewing the data related to about 200 sharks that have been tagged in Massachusetts to see if any move north. Oh, I think that's the story. So, what do you guys think about it? I think it's the story. Is it? So, what do you guys think about? It? Do you guys think that this was like this is a thirteen-minute podcast? Do y'all really think that this was something that was made up, or do you think that this is real? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that are skeptical. That was very skeptical about it, like. Y'all, y'all tell me, like, I don't know. Like, there are things I kind of think. And I'm trying to figure out things myself, you know. It's not, like, I don't know. I think it's real. I think it's definitely real. I feel like people are just skeptical about a lot of things. And I feel like people don't know how to really dive into what they're trying to dive into when they're trying to, you know, talk about something or when they're trying to uh, express something or explain something or get into something. You know, or people want to hide some parts of the stories, don't want to tell the full story. You get what I'm saying? Like, but anyways, um, I'm going to leave that up to you guys. You guys go ahead and give your thoughts about the whole story. Like, I think it's definitely real. Um, I know I read something about another great white shark. There's this woman that literally got almost eaten alive and then got punched by a man. By a man. Punched. And pretty much he killed the shark. He pretty much killed the shark somehow. But the but the lady came out with injuries. But she's okay. She came out with a few injuries. But she's not dead. And that's crazy. How do you come out of a shark? Not dead. You know what I'm saying? So. That was the other short story that I had to, I had to put out there for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please. Share this to whoever you guys want to. Share it, share it, share it, and get it out there to the world. Share it to your Instagram, share it to your Twitter, share it everywhere, Facebook, wherever you can share it to. Anyways, I'm out. This is Steve, and this is Swavo. Swavo. Swavo out. Peace.